Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We regularly work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. To see the sermon slides, you must use the Spotify app, and they will appear in a video. Hi, welcome back to the cottage. We're continuing our Walking with Abraham series, where we are talking about Genesis 15, 6, and righteousness. So we are Walking with Abraham. We're uh, in Genesis chapter 15 still, and I want to focus today on verse 6. Genesis 15, 6. And today we're going to talk about the word righteousness. So... We're in Genesis chapter 15. We're walking with Abraham. And it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. So the word of the Lord came. Of course, we're trying to study God's word here. And the word of the Lord is coming unto us. And when the word of the Lord came to Abraham, now down to verse 6, our focus of our text today, and he... He, Abraham, Abram, believed. He believed. And of course, as Baptists, that ought to be good, something that we understand, belief. What do we believe? Well, Abraham believed. Abraham believed. That's the Hebrew word, aman, believe. It's to believe, to trust, to have faith, to put one's trust in something. Abraham is choosing to trust. Remember, Abraham's an idolater. God called me. Back in chapter 11, actually. And Abraham has been walking through chapter 12, where God promised him a lot of things. He hasn't really seen a whole lot of those things. And he found himself down in Egypt, monkeyed up there with his wife. Then we went through the whole thing with Lot in chapter 13. And then he just went through this massive battle, and he gives all of his stuff, you know, from the battle. He says, I don't need this stuff. And he's still stuck. In chapter 15, which we covered last week, with the fact that God has promised him. So he's heard the word of God and he's going to put his trust in the Lord. Abraham's going to, what do we put our trust in? As we just sang that song, what do we put our trust in? Do we put our trust in the Lord? Not in anything else, only in the Lord. Only in God's word can we trust him. Abraham is. Putting his faith in the Lord. He's already seen he can't put his faith in himself because he rigged a scheme with Pharaoh and his wife. He can't trust his nephew Lot. Because Lot didn't get the vision. Lot's not in it. Lot's not seeing what God's doing. Lot went off in a different direction. Abraham says, you want north or south? Lot says, I don't want either. And then Abraham had to go and save Lot. And God gave him the victory. So Abraham is believing in the Lord. 
It reminds me of Isaiah chapter 53, the famous chapter we all talk about where by His stripes we're healed, that Jesus is on the cross. And it begins in verse 1 saying, Who hath believed our report? Who hath believed our report? Will you not believe that God is going to do this? When we, Isaiah the prophet is saying, and the people, He's actually our report. The people are crying out and says, You cannot believe God because of us. <laughs> No, because look where we're at. We're in a bunch of soup here. What you can, though, is believe God is going to do it despite us. Despite us, Jesus is going to die on the cross. Despite us. So what report are you going to believe? You're going to believe in the report of the Lord. You're going to believe that He is going to do it despite everything you see or cannot see or understand. He's going to do it. So they're saying, who's going to believe this? Our report. We're trying to tell you, as bad as the news is. And we just did the prayer request in a shooting in New York. No big deal, right? But then turn around a shooting in Kansas City. That's a little closer. And then a shooting in a church last Sunday. That's even closer. I mean, it's getting bad. We can't believe those reports. We can't believe all the negativity. We can only put our faith and belief in the report of the Lord. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? To us, of all people. They realized in Isaiah's day, we are not deserving of this. And yet, the next verse is going to carry through and talk about Jesus is going to do this for all of us, even though none of us deserve it. Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Abraham put his belief in the Lord. Isaiah 28, 21 earlier says, The Lord shall rise up and mentions a bunch of places. That he may do his work. God is at work. Despite the things that we saw in the news. Despite the things we see. Going on from Washington to wherever. Doesn't matter. Despite all the stuff. I left all the stuff out in this verse. Because I want you to fill in the blank. I put an ellipsis there. The Lord shall rise up. Amidst all of this, it's God is going to do it. That he may do his work. It's a strange work. You can't understand it. It's so strange. But he's going to do it in his way. And it's not going to be by our accounts. And bring to pass his act. God's going to do it. His strange act. This is crazy what God's going to do. You will not believe it. And who could believe it? All the powers put Jesus on the cross and if they'd known what was going to happen, they would have never done it. But they did it. Hallelujah. This strange act, he's going to do it. This thing of the cross. It says, and he believed. Abraham believed. Believed what? What do you believe? What report are you going to put your faith in? Who do you believe? Believe in the Lord. And he, who's the he here? I believe, most scholars believe it's the Lord. And the Lord, Abraham believed in the Lord, and the Lord believes in Abraham somehow. God says, I'm going to do this. I am going to do this. Are you with me? You may falter, but are you with me? You may get off track, but are you with me? Can you get back on track? This is Genesis 15, 6. And he says, since Abraham trusts the Lord, not himself, 
trust the Lord, he, God, counted, counted. Let's talk about the counting. We talked about that earlier. The counting that's going on here. Again, it's to consider to reckon to deem or reckon to be. So we're talking about equality control. We talked about this last week when he counted. It's quality control, not just quantity, but it's quality. That God is going to change the quality of this man, Abraham. That Abraham is coming to line with God. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. He counted it. He counted the promise that Abraham believed in the Lord. Abraham believed the word of the Lord. So since Abraham is going to believe in that promise, that Abraham is going to come alongside of that promise and not all the time be faithful to it. He counted it to him, Abram. Reminds me of Psalm 8.4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him? Why would God look to Abraham? The whole world in Genesis 10.11 has rebelled. We don't want you. They're going off and doing their own thing. And God says, let me see if I can grab a hold of you, Abraham, and idolatry. And we're going to do this. And as we sing that song, that we keep trusting the Lord, walking along the way, that God is faithful and He does not fail. God does not fail. We fail. But God does not fail. We can put our trust in Him. In Him. And how is it that God would think of us? That's the thing that Isaiah says, whose report are you going to believe? How is it that this God is going to do anything for us? Of all people, us. The difference between us and them is we are here with Him. Despite the struggles of this life. They're not. They're off worshiping other gods. That's what Isaiah is saying. They're off worshiping other gods. But we are here to see, hey, God, we're not measuring up. God, we need your mercy. God, we need your grace. If we're going to measure up, if we're going to count quantity, and there's 613 laws in the first five books of the Bible, and we're going to measure quantity, we're not going to measure up. We're not going to make it. We're going to fail. But God somehow says, I am going to measure quality. I'm going to take from your lack of quantity and I'm going to make you into something of quality. If you let me take you from where you're at over here to where I am at over there. And sometimes you stumble and fall and go backwards, but I am still going to get you up and get you over here with me. So Abraham has ups and downs. We're getting ready to see a big down. A big, big down. This quarterback, I guess the NFL's over at the change. What's next now? What are they doing now? I don't even know. What is they doing now? They're done with football, right? 
you all wear your Kansas City Chiefs red today. Or... But anyway, the quarterback's going to get sacked in the next in the next chapter. It's not going to be pretty. The next chapter is not good. Then what is what is man, God? What is man that you're mindful of? David can rightly say, "What are you doing with me?" David knows himself. Why would you consider me? Abraham's going, why are you considering me? Because I need to show the world that I can use someone like you. And if I can use someone like you, then I can use anyone. I can use anyone. What is man that thou art mindful of? The son of man that you visited him. Nobody wanted God. God could have said, okay, I'm done with you all. Finished. But God is faithful. He is not finished. God got angry with the children under in the wilderness of Moses. And Moses said, if you kill them all, the Egyptians say, then you can't save anyone. They'll say, you are a God that cannot save. Abraham believed. God is mindful of us. Therefore, Isaiah 26, 3 says, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. God's mind is on us. The only way we're going to have peace is if our minds are on Him. Because if we're going to be trapped over here all the time, and God is over there, and we're going to turn away, and our mind's going to be here, we're going to be out the door. That will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because He trusteth in thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Abraham is going to trust in the Lord. Not himself. That God is going to do it. How do we have peace? And this is perfect peace. Our minds have to be on the Lord. The Lord. Genesis 15.6. Here's our word. We just now set it up. And he believed in the Lord and he counted him for righteousness. What is this righteousness? Sedekah. We talked about that when we did Melchizedek. Melchizedek's name is Sadok. King of righteousness. Righteousness. We talked about it. Here it is. Sadok. Sedekah actually is righteousness. Is, yeah, this is righteousness. Sedekah. Here. He goes on in Genesis 15, 7 says, And he said unto him, I am the Lord. Abraham, I am the Lord. I am the Lord who brought you out. I am doing this. Now are you with me? Are you with me? Because I am with you. The question is, are you with me? Going to Galatians chapter 3, Paul picks up this story from Genesis 15.6. In Galatians 3.6, from Genesis 15.6, Abraham's story, to Paul in Galatians 3.6. Even as Abraham believed God. Again, Abraham doesn't believe himself. Matter of fact, Abraham said, I can't believe myself. What does Abraham believe? He believes God. And is accounted to him for righteousness. Know you therefore 
that they which are of the faith. Who? Anyone of the faith. Are you of the faith? Are you of the faith? Are you of the faith? Then you are the same as the children of Abraham. You are like Abraham. That's why we're doing this story. That's why we're walking with Abraham. Because we are the children. We're the result. His faith caused Jesus to be born. And when Jesus was born and died, then when we accepted Jesus, we came into the family of God through the faith of Abraham. Going on backwards now. Galatians 3.2, that was Galatians 3.6 and 7. Let's move backwards. Where Paul sets this verse up. That he's talking about Abraham. What does he say? This only would I learn of you. Received you the Spirit by the works. The Galatians are being asked by people who are like the Pharisees and Sadducees to go back to the Mosaic Law. And Paul is asking the Galatians, did you receive the Spirit because of anything you did? Did God give you the Spirit because you're a good boy? Come here, you have a dog, right? Come here, good boy. Is your dog a good boy or is it a girl? It's a boy. Boy. No, he's not a good boy. Do you say good boy? Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I tell him. <laughs> but he's not a good boy. <laughs> but you give it to him anyway, don't you? Yeah. yeah. You spoil him. Yeah. Such a good boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good boy. Is it by works? You have that dogs. You love the dog so much because the dog does so. Much. Does the dog do the dishes while we're here? <laughs> you hope not. He probably would if he could get to him. Yeah, he would lick him up, wouldn't he? Lick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Received you the spirit by works. They in Galatia got confused because some people came to teach them that hey. You know, you got to do all this stuff. And if you don't do this stuff, then we're measuring you by this standard of quantity. And Paul says, wait a minute. How did you get the Spirit? By works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith? Now, I hope you know the answer. <laughs> I think you know the answer. That's a simple question for us. I think we know the answer to that. Skipping down to verse 5. This is what sets up what Paul says about Abraham. He therefore that ministered you the Spirit. Remember, you got the Spirit. Christ came and then Pentecost came and now we have the Spirit. And this Spirit is working miracles among you. Does He do it by your works? We think only those people who are perfect are going to do the works of God. Well, that means nobody's doing them because nobody's perfect. Yeah, it's one thing to watch Jesus walk on the water. But I've always understood Peter walked on the water too. But look at Peter. He denied Jesus three times. Even when he said, I will not deny you. Does the Spirit work miracles among you because of your works? Or because you believe in God? 
You believe in God. When David fought Goliath, he's like, you know, was it because David knew that he... No. Saul tried to dress him up in all the armor, and he's like, I can't fight like that. That's not me. That's not how I fight. I only know how God speaks to me. And he won the battle, killed the giant by faith in his God. Moving on to Romans 4, where Paul picks up the same thing with Abraham. Romans 4, for if Abraham were justified by works. Do you think Abraham was justified by works? Paul's arguing, no, he wasn't. But if you want to think that way, if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof the glory? Not before God. If Abraham could say, I was a good boy, <laughs> you got to give me, then, you dog, you should give. But it's not because of grace, it's because you owe the dog. You're paying the dog because the dog did something. Therefore, the glory goes to the dog. If Abraham did all this because of Abraham's works, the glory goes to Abraham. And God gets what? God gets what? For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God. There we are. And it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, to him that worketh is a reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Abraham is realizing here in chapter 15 that it is the fact that I do not have a son is not because of some sin. Which is what everybody would think. It's not because of some sin. It's because it's the plan of God. It doesn't matter if it is. We could come up with a lot of sins of Abraham. Maybe it is because of sin, you could say. It doesn't matter. That's not the discussion. The discussion is God is doing a strange thing. God is at work in a strange way. Are you with God or not? And if it's of grace, it's definitely not because Abraham should have got a son. Now, he monkeyed with Pharaoh and there's nothing to tell us whether or not Pharaoh had his way with Sarah or not. But everything that we know about the culture is that Pharaoh had his way with Sarah. God did it of Abraham through grace, not of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. God justifies the ungodly. And it was his faith in God, not himself, that God did this. God did it for Abraham. And Abraham says, I'm along for the ride. I'm not going to leave like everybody else. In Genesis 10 and 11. I'm along for the ride. And if you can use me, you can use me. But Abraham struggled greatly within himself. Because it's not happening. And he had to understand it was the grace of God doing it. It was the grace of God, the grace of God that justifies the ungodly. Abraham's faith is counted for righteousness because he trusts in what God is 
It's going to carry out in the Psalms. It's going to go through Nehemiah. It's going to continue in the life of David. We're going to see how this comes about. This promise that God says, I am doing this because of faith. Not because of works. We cannot trust in our works because our works are going to fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. The only thing that we can trust in is God. To be like Abraham. To believe in God. And God is going to do what God does. And there's nothing we can do to stop Him. So we just need to surrender to what God is doing. To what God is doing. We're going to get in the psalm. We're going to see what happens differently for someone else. But for Abraham, he just had to trust the Lord. Abraham just had to trust the Lord. I know we got all this stuff going on. All of this stuff going on, mounting on top, on top, on top. What do we do? The only thing we can do is trust what God and His Word tells us. And whatever happens, God will do what God is going to do. And there's nothing we can do to fight that and think any other way. We have to approach it through God's grace. God's grace that is greater than everything we face. God's grace the grace that Abraham had. Father God, we thank you for the grace in this place. Your grace. The grace of the cross. The gospel that we believe today is the same gospel that we believe the day we first heard and understood. And as Sherilyn was telling the kids when she picked out the songs for Sunday school, I want you to understand these songs all next week when you go to school that you can trust in the Lord that He will be faithful. Trust in the Lord not in yourselves. Trust in the Lord like Abraham did that we are the same children of Abraham. Help us to trust you Father in all things to trust you. To have the faith that Abraham had. To believe in your grace that you're doing this. And there's no amount of us getting around you. We have to face you with that grace to take us to wherever you're going to go and lead us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' my name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's dken.cc. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.